0: BLOB TALK RADIO August the 24th 2015 and as always I'm your host John Hansen and as we do each and every Monday at this same time over the same virtual airways of the blog talk radio network we bring to you buyers meeting points Kelly Barter now this week's discussion that she's going to be focusing upon is called panel discussions on the politics of procurement so right off the bat I want to know what are the politics of procurement and certainly what this discussion entails will be very, very interesting, I am certain. So the further delay, here is Kelly Barner.
1: Thank you, John. I'm pleased to be back to share new audio and commentary. This week, our guest audio comes from a panel discussion moderated by Code for America. They create open source solutions and facilitate a collaborative community around their use. Code for America also hosts an annual summit that brings together public sector innovators and the organizations that collaborate with them. And that is where this particular recording was made, at a 2014 summit panel on public sector procurement. The full video, titled Procurement for the 21st Century, is available on their YouTube channel. Ironically, at a summit about technology, and more specifically open source technology, This panel mostly discussed the challenges of working together, collaborating, and getting buy-in from critical stakeholders and decision-makers. The panel included members from public sector procurement, the cities of Nashville, Tennessee, and Oakland, California, and some of the companies that support them. In this specific exchange, the panel is responding to an audience question about the politics of procurement and facilitating cross-functional communication for the sake of gaining buy-in. Let's listen.
0: How do you approach the internal-external politics of procurement reform and get executive buy-in? And I feel like this really ties into what you were just saying. If it is so critical to get the right people around the table and get, get them not just around the table, but sort of, sharing, uh, sort of sharing their knowledge in a way where they're bringing their perspective, but they understand the overall goal, like what, are, what are effective strategies for
2: doing that?
1: So I have to say, this this, um, design workshop that we did in Oakland actually really opened the conversation. It was the first time we asked all these different departments to come in and and identify with a a specific problem statement, and we're asked, well, what are your ideas about this? And I think just opening up that dialogue was huge, and it it went to building empathy, but also this idea that we are empowered to think of our own solutions as well, which is huge in getting buy-in.
0: I'd say there's uh, there's three key ingredients. Uh, What's the problem? who has the problem, and what's the value exchange for engaging in the problem. And if you don't have all three, you have a field of dreams. Hmm. And so being really clear in that last part about the value exchange, if you participate, what do you get and what do I get? And then you're really clear about the problem and the data behind it and what's the burning, you know, John Cotter, you know, what's the burning platform here? Uh, it it goes a long way to enabling the
2: the convening and the new thinking to occur. So we're we're, we're structuring this process. So we work with 54 cities. We're a very small company. We don't have offices in 54 cities. So uh, many cities come to us and say, well, what problem do you suggest we solve? (laughs) And it's very interesting that actually we found, because we're publishing all the solutions as well as the problems, that the cities are most interested in learning from each other what are the problem statements and it's kind of, so to speak, the the kind of most active asset uh, that that we're publishing. And um, what you find is we did a survey of 60 global cities and asked them, how do you find your problems and then how do you solve them? And it wouldn't surprise anyone in this audience that none of them had a method for going either about finding problems as well as solving them. And I think introducing this, educating them about how you find the low-hanging fruits, how you exercise success stories, and how you rally support around a problem statement without speculating about solutions. Because once you speculate about solutions, you get all the vested interests. And then people are much more reluctant uh, to get inspired by new ways of doing things.
0: I mean, for me, when you talk about executive, in my context, it's definitely the elected mayor. Um, Nashville has a strong mayor. Um, and for me, it was as much uh, experiencing a hackathon. And so he went to the National Day of Civic Hacking. He saw it. And a lot of it was just couching it in terms of um, what they are developing is not easily procured by us in government. So making it, you know, a lot of folks have talked about design. So it was very much the empathy. It's like when you go and you see this innovation going on, and then you recognize that there's a barrier to getting it within City Hall. That helps to land a message with the uh, the executive within uh, strong mayor context. To then say, you know, for us it was we needed that $5,000 approach because it was a conservative first step, mm-hmm. um, and you know, we shared that we, we wanted to work with CityMart, and for us, we feel like it's a, it's a sequence of steps that we need to take to be able to get to that scale.
1: One of the points that was made earlier in the discussion was the idea that public sector procurement is not about cutting costs or building competitive advantage. It is about solving social problems, and the first step to solving problems is identifying them. The fact that these teams start by bringing everyone together around a problem, something we heard in the audio excerpt just now, strikes me as really smart. There's no shying away from the fact that there is a problem or concern that defining the problem up front starts the project in a negative place. The group captures the problem as accurately as they can and then works together to form the solution. I think this is an approach more private sector procurement organizations can get behind and in particular, it's this idea that you need to put a methodology in place for finding problems. Although private sector procurement often feels chained to savings and spend under management metrics, when we start to feel pressure to create greater value becoming the organizational problem solver is a good approach to consider. Sure, in some cases the answer might not require a purchase or any spend, But if we can claim some gain of efficiency or avoidance of waste, that is still a win. The other interesting point raised in the excerpt is the idea of not speculating about possible solutions too early in the problem-solving progress. Although it is natural to start thinking of where the project might end up, spending too much time on that prevents the fair consideration of alternative ideas. Even without realizing it, the group may end up defining what they are looking for in the solution based on where they think they want to end up. By focusing on capturing the problem in detail and then allowing suppliers and other participants to present solutions, that ultimate range of possible solutions stays as wide as possible. In the past, procurement has boxed ourselves in by the apples-to-apples approach. Sure, every qualified solution needs to be able to solve the problem by meeting all of the defined requirements. What they don't need to do is meet those requirements in the exact same way. At the end of the day, as long as the problem is solved, all varying methods or approaches should be considered. Does your procurement team shy away from problems, or do you call them as you see them? How hard is it to keep the project team from going so far down the road towards potential solutions that perfectly qualified approaches are prematurely taken off the table? If you have any thoughts or feedback about this episode, you can reach me directly on Twitter, at BuyersMeetPoint, or on LinkedIn, or by visiting BuyersMeetingPoint.com. Please also listen to some of my other Procurement Perspectives podcasts, available here on Blog Talk Radio, as well as on SoundCloud.